So six days ago, I watched a YouTube video by Pastor Stephen Fettick from Elevation Church, where he was talking about pressure to perform. And I realized that the human part in us is always yearning to be validated. It's always yearning to be affirmed. It's always yearning to be approved that you are on the right track or that you're doing well. Such that when we post something on YouTube or on Instagram or on our social media pages and when we don't get the feedback that we wanted to get from something that we posted, even if it was a message that resonated deeply with us, when it does not get the feedback that we wanted, when it does not get the likes or the views that we wanted it to get, we then almost reduce the weight that it held in our hearts, that we become so tempted to even pull it down. So in today's podcast, I'm talking about what feeds your why. And your why being your reason, your motive, your intention, your purpose, and your cause. Why are you doing what you're doing? So let's start today's podcast. You are listening to Life As We Know It, the podcast. The podcast created as a safe platform for sharing, rooted and elevating the voices and lives of our listeners out there to live a whole life unbounded. And I'm your host, Olerato. So let's get started. So when I say what feeds your why, that is like what feeds your motive, what feeds your intentions, what feeds your purpose, and what feeds your reasoning. Why are you doing what you are doing? Are you doing it for the applause? Are you doing it for the likes? Are you doing it to be validated? Are you doing it to be affirmed? Are you doing it for the external or more for the internal? Are you doing it for yourself or are you doing it for the people? I think it's for the same reason that we find ourselves going for the next best thing that society approves of or that society highly regards it as. And that is why that most of us find ourselves going for the MBA or going for the master's degree or that PhD just because society is going to give us the best seat in the table. So when you approach everything that you do in life by thinking about why am I doing it first? Am I doing it for myself or am I doing it for the status? Am I doing it for how society is going to perceive me as or what seat in the status hierarchy is society going to give me? Or is society going to listen to my voice better than everyone else? I would say that I'm one of those people who found myself doing a master's degree but not really knowing and understanding why am I doing it for. Just as much as in corporate, I was so hyped up by wanting to be a quantitative analyst and thinking that I'm good in maths and therefore I should be a quantitative analyst, but not really asking myself, is this really what I want to do? Is this aligning to what I want to ultimately do in life and become in life? And I would say that my inner being was screaming to actually speak to people and not necessarily be on my computer screens and busy crunching numbers and analyzing numbers and doing statistics and all that. And I knew it, but I kept on pursuing the title quantitative analyst because society would give me that seat in the table. And in business as well, they would give me that seat and they would listen to my voice. I once heard one of my colleagues tell me that when you have an actuarial degree, people listen to you better and people listen to your analysis better because they perceive you as knowing what you're talking about. Whereas if you have a degree in sociology, people won't give you that seat in the hierarchy. People won't listen to what you are saying. And I found that so disturbing. And that is why most of us find ourselves looking at how would society perceive me as first instead of looking at what am I good at and what do I want to do and how do I want to contribute to society instead of looking at what seat is society going to give me in the table. You know what I mean? 
I've seen a quote that if you're not given a chair in the table, come with your folded chair to the table. Do you understand? Come with what you can bring. Don't alter yourself looking at what society wants you to be. Come with what you are genuinely as you are and authentically as you are. Give the service that you can give that you're most passionate at doing. And I think that is one big thing that drives us when it's connected to our big why. To be quite honest, it's a human thing to base your performance on statistics. Whether people are liking it, whether people are commenting, whether how many people have viewed it, how many people are subscribing to your channel. It's a human thing to want to look at those numbers to see if people are receiving it well or to see that there is an audience for what you are creating, there is an audience for what you are writing about. But at the same time, it is so important that we remain authentic in what we're creating, to remain true to ourselves such that when you are creating something, you are not starting it from an external point and saying, I'm going to create this thing based on what people want. But you are saying that I love doing this. I'm passionate about doing this. Then I'm going to create it and see how the market receives it. Or I am going to present my product wholly as it is. And then try to add on or modify based on how people are receiving it. I think only when it is a product that you're selling that you can alter, but when it requires you to alter your character and alter your personality, then you shouldn't be doing it. If you get me, your why should predominantly stem from within because in that sense, you are also able to forgive yourself when you do mistakes. You are not going to point at someone outwardly and say, I blame you for me starting this whole thing that I didn't believe in. And when it fails, it will fail because you didn't believe in it from the get-go and therefore you will easily quit on it. But when it is something that you started from within yourself, that you created this idea authentically and you are passionate on it, your why should be able to drive you past and beyond anything that is a challenge, anything that is hardship. Because now hardship does not become a failure, but it becomes a stumbling block. It becomes one of those things that you go through in life. Hardship is part of any process. Like I always say, hardship is always part of any game and any process that you're going to choose in life. So you're almost guaranteed that in whatever that you're going to work on in life, you're most likely to go through some hardship that is for that course that you're working on, that is for that game that you have decided to take in life. Whether it be marriage, whether it be business, whether it be doing that degree, or whether it be being a mother or a parent at that time. So whatever game that you choose in life, there will be hardships handed over to you. So when you are able to root yourself in your why, every time you are faced with a hardship or when you are faced with a challenge, you are able to remind yourself of your big why then you'll be able to drive past any hardship that wants to take you down. And it's not you ignoring them. Driving past them, it's you saying that. I will work through them. I will not ignore them. I will drive past this pothole and see myself on the other end without me saying that I'm going to reroute and take another route to avoid it. So you avoiding that hardship, it's you changing your route because of that hardship or it's you deciding to actually go back to where you were because of that hardship. So your wife should be able to take you past the portholes 
to see beyond the potholes, to see beyond the gravel roads, to see beyond the small fights that happen in your relationship, to see beyond your child being sick, your child being naggy, or your child being disrespectful, to see yourself beyond the day-to-day challenges that happens at work, the politics that happens at work, but to still see yourself as an executive, to still see yourself as a CEO of a big company running in this country. So I believe that your why should be big enough to be able to bring you clarity. And in that way, that is to help you know what to avoid along the road, the relationships to avoid, things that will stray you away from where you are going. I know that this often sounds easier said than done when people tell you that chop the relationships that don't bring you positive outcomes or chop the relationships that drain you or that make you feel bad about yourself, that constantly feed you with guilt. Chop those relationships. What you can practically do is to distance yourself from those relationships because over time, you'll see yourself out of those relationships. So the best thing is to distance yourself from those relationships, whether at work, whether in family, in relatives that we do have, or with friends that we can no longer sustain with our energy, with our time, and with our minds. So your wife should be able to help you remove those relationships. Your wife should also be able to help you avoid things along the way. Avoid accepting opportunities that do not align with your why. I cannot accept an opportunity that requires me to be an analyst because I'm no longer looking at becoming an analyst. I'm looking at this path of becoming a podcaster and growing my podcast to becoming one of the best podcasts in South Africa. So I will know which opportunities not to take and avoid and I will know opportunities that I can take that aligns with my path and what I am currently focusing on. So my why should be able to bring me clarity in a sense that I know what to avoid and I know what to take. So in that way, you are able to also focus on what is important. I also believe that your why should bring you longevity. It should be able to keep you on the right long enough for you to see the end of it, long enough to see your goal being achieved, long enough to see yourself being the person that you want to be, being an actuary, being a doctor, being the best parent that you want to be, being the best vision of you that you want to be, being the speaker that you want to be, writing the book that you want to write. So your why should be big enough to keep you on the ride long enough to see the end of it. And on that journey, I think I spoke on this, When you are able to feed from your passion and what authentically resonates with you, when there is a glitch along the journey, when there are those obstacles along the journey, or you fail, or you do the worst mistakes along the journey, you are able to forgive yourself and move on. And you are able to see that mistake as a lesson instead of something that you will dwell on and keep on blaming someone who made you take those decisions. So you are able to forgive yourself and move on Every time that I create something, I always try to put my best foot forward. So when I know that I've put my best foot forward, I'm able to actually not dwell too much on the project because I know this is the best version of this project that I could give out right now. If I dwell too much on it, I'm wasting time. If I dwell too much on it, I'm over-criticizing myself and I will eventually not produce this project right now. I'm not allowing myself to learn. I'm not allowing myself to grow. 
So when you know your big why, you know that it's more important for you to learn than it is for you to produce something that is perfect. You know that it's so important for you to go through the process of learning and covering your skills, honing your skills and developing as a person in that field that you have chosen to go into. So so you don't allow yourself to go through the analysis paralysis phenomenon that will drain you and make you end up not producing anything at all at that time. But when you know that it is more important for me to learn in the process and it is more important for me to forgive myself for the mistakes, it is more important for me to take out the lessons in the process so that I learn and become better in this field that I am working in. When you know your why, you know that all that is more important than actually not creating at all and not starting at all. Over-criticizing yourself and comparing yourselves, you'll never start. As I said, going back to what Brene Brown said, when you have focused so much on your why and you know what feeds your why, you are able to discern which criticism to actually listen to and which not to listen to. There are certain people along the journey that you will know that I'm not supposed to be taking criticism from them. And those people are, as Brene Brown says, it's people outside the arena. You don't have to listen to people who are outside the arena, people who are not writing their books, people who don't know how hard it took for you to finish off that book, people who don't know the process in between you creating and that final product. So you shouldn't be listening to criticism that come from people who are outside the arena because it will drain you. It will make you stop working towards your why, working towards your goal. I think lastly, and this is something that I've been reiterating along this podcast today it is to say your why shouldn't feed from the hype because the hype fades away and your why will be in drought when the hype fades away your why will be in drought you'll be out of the market you'll be less relevant to you when your why feeds from the hype the hype comes and goes there'll always be a new hype in every season there'll always be that one person that we speak about in every season that new person who's the new kid in the blog And if your why feeds from the hype, it will be forever changing. It will never have one clear direction that it is following. It will forever be rerouting, rechanging, reorganizing. And it will be more so confusing to you than it is to the people that receive your content and people that receive your product. So when your why feeds from the hype, it will be in drought at some point and you'll stop pursuing what you wanted to pursue. It is so important that when we decide intentionally and consciously as to what the next move we always join it towards your why we always join everything towards our why and along the journey remember that do not compare yourself do not ever compare yourself i know it's a human thing to actually compare ourselves even when we don't think about it try to even switch off the things that make you compare yourself like try and following people that are in the same arena as you perhaps even if it's your friend it's okay to unfollow just for your own sanity just for you to work on yourself first try not to compare yourself along the journey because comparison it is the killer of creativity comparison it is the killer of you ever starting with your own self with your own journey with your own project comparison would it be you comparing yourself with someone who's above you or someone who's below you it is just not the right thing to do 
you know because when you are comparing yourself with someone who's below you you are saying that you are better and you become complacent and when you are comparing yourself with someone who's above you you think that it's so impossible for you it's only possible for them and it cannot be achieved so comparison in any way it's just not the right thing to do so along the journey keep focus on your big why along the journey keep redirecting your focus on your big why keep asking yourself that is this opportunity feeding towards my big why I think I've said a mouthful for today. I do hope that this podcast did help you in some way or another. And uh, you'll be able to actually consider and think about the things that feed your why. Should I be at this work environment? Is it really working towards where I want to be going? Because it's the small things that we ingest in our minds. It's the small things that we consume in our minds that really take us to where we want to be and it also takes you listening deeply to what your higher being is saying so this is where i close the podcast for today love you guys so much bye hey guys thank you so much for listening to this episode if you want to find out more about us we are on instagram it's life as we know it underscore podcast and my own instagram page it's life with olarato and as always if you like this show don't forget to subscribe rate and review us Talk to you guys next week. Bye.